0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transit Lounge podcast. My name is Chandra. I'm your host of the podcast and I just want to say a big hello. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Now this week's episode is kind of building on what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, but it's really under the theme of what does progress look like and specifically about the concept of thriving. Do you know, I realized when I started, I guess, thinking about this topic for today's episode, that I have not actually read Arianna Huffington's book, Thrive. It's one of those books, and there's a few of them that seem like they are books that I would just really love, but for whatever reason, I just either haven't gotten around to it, or I don't know, there's a couple that are probably on a list that's like, why have I not read that? Because it sounds like all my kind of stuff. Maybe it's because I don't want to be too heavily influenced by what those books say or maybe I just haven't got around to it yet. Anyway, that was a random musing. Today's episode is all about what five things you need to thrive this year. And if you listen to the episode and you do what I suggest that you do, I guarantee you'll come out with five things that you know that you need to thrive this year. But apparently, on a much more basic level, there are five simple, basic human needs that we all need, and they are air, water, food, shelter, and sleep. Now, they're about surviving, but to really thrive, that's what I want to look at today. Because to thrive, you need and want more than just those five basic things. They are important things, critically, and I believe there's so much more than that. And that's really, I guess, part of what drives me to do what I do is, I guess, that pursuit of thriving, of feeling like I am living my best life and being my best version of me. And I know that that can sometimes sound so naff or something, But ultimately, the more that I have tried to move away from that, the more I just keep coming back to that fundamentally, I just want to feel like I am living my best life and contributing positively to others and being my best and continuing to grow. Because that's what's important to me, that I've worked out through probably a combination of trial and error, life experience, and quite a lot of personal development work that one of the things that's really important to me is that sense of of growth and learning and progress. But what about for you? I found this great quote that I hadn't come across before and I always love it when I find quotes that are different for me. I'm not sure whether you will have heard this before. It's by a, a, a man called Ian Thomas. I hadn't heard of him before either. He is an author and a poet apparently. And here's his quote. And every day, the world will drag you by the hand, yelling, this is important, and this is important, and this is important. You need to worry about this, and this, and this. And each day, it's up to you to yank your hand back, put it on your heart, and say, no, this is what's important. Isn't that a beautiful little quote? So I guess that's partly, I guess, what I'm wanting to explore in this conversation today about that concept of the pursuit of thriving. And in the 1940s or 50s, there was a psychologist called Abraham Maslow, and he created something that is the now famous hierarchy of needs, which was his model, if you like, of trying to create some structure around his theory of human motivation. He basically progressed from the most basic fundamental things that we need all the way through five different layers towards more sophisticated levels of personal fulfillment and growth. And it's a pyramid model. And at the most basic, so the base of the pyramid, he identified physiological needs. And they were things like air, food, warmth, reproduction, sleep, And then once those needs are met, he proposed that you would be able to move up to the second level, which is the safety needs. And that's things like freedom from fear, uh, having a sense of security, basic health, those kinds of things. Once these first two sort of base levels of needs are met, then he proposed that an individual would be sort of free and more open to explore the higher needs beyond just those sort of I guess survival needs. So the third layer represents love and belonging and that's things like connections through friendships and family and intimacy just as some sort of sense of connection and belonging. The fourth level then moves up into what he called esteem and that's the pursuit of self-respect and status, recognition Uh, The pursuit of sort of mastery of whatever it is that you are doing. And the fifth level, so that's at the very top of the pyramid, is called or he referenced as self-actualization, which sounds like such a fancy kind of word and concept. But basically, it just means realizing your potential and getting that sense of personal fulfillment to become the most that you can be. And that was something that Maslow regarded as the ultimate goal of human existence. Now, what's interesting is as I was exploring this concept and revisiting Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I remembered back in the day, a team member in a past role that I had, uh, a team member used Maslow's hierarchy of needs as a way to negotiate a pay rise. So she presented to both myself and the general manager at the time and I have to say it was one of the most unique things that I have ever seen in a salary negotiation. She basically linked her survival needs as not being able to be met on her current salary and that in order for her to thrive and prosper and give her all at work she wouldn't actually be able to do that because of the buzz of the stress from the fact that her basic needs were not being able to be fully met and you know what it was actually I think very creative and it worked for her so now I worked in a learning and development environment so maybe that's why it worked for her and she got the pay rise but I'm not sure how it would go down in I guess another kind of workplace but Maybe if you're going to negotiate for a pay rise, you could test it out and let me know how it goes. But anyway, other than it being used in salary negotiation, this model has been talked about and referenced as a a model of human uh, motivation development for decades. But apparently it was recently tested by two authors of a book which is called Happiness, Unlocking the Mysteries of Psychological Wealth. Now, I have not read it. This is another book, which sounds like something I would really like. I'm not sure why I haven't read it, haven't come across it before. Anyway, the authors were psychologists and researchers, and they studied over 65,000 people from over 123 countries. And they asked those people questions that linked to Maslow's model. And what they found was really interesting. And I guess the, what they found was that the model potentially might need a bit of an update So their study apparently found that the level or the focus area that seemed to create the highest form of everyday happiness or satisfaction, the level that that came from mostly was actually the level around interpersonal activities that linked to that sense of love and connection They also found that the needs weren't as much as a hierarchy of one layer leading to another, leading to another, and they approached or saw that it was much more as like a a smorgasbord or a buffet or something where humans actually need all of them and each one of them benefits us as an individual. And there's a little bit of a, I guess, a shift from, the focus on this as an individual pathway versus how we interact with others. And that's a whole nother, I guess, rabbit hole that we could go down. But what does this actually mean for you and for me? Well, of the five levels that Maslow recognised, the question that I'm wanting to explore with you is, which areas do you feel like you are currently meeting in a resourceful and sustainable way? Because that will give you some insight about where you might want to focus next. A few years ago, after being prompted by uh, one of the online teachers that I was following at the time, I did this little exercise and made a note of 10 things that I need to thrive. And, you know, I still have that piece of paper stuck on my wall next to my desk. I am pointing at it right now, which, of course, you cannot see. But just trust me. Now, that could suggest to you that I need to declutter my desk a little bit more, or the walls around my desk, or it could suggest to you that this was actually handy and a useful activity because it has stayed there. Of all the times that I've cleared things out, I've wanted to keep it. I've probably moved it around a few times, but it stayed. So I'm going to share with you my top 10 that I wrote down probably about two years ago. Just to give you an idea of the sort of things that I thought that I needed to thrive so in no particular order the ten things I need to thrive good health, Mick, family, friends, beautiful food, time in nature, nurturing myself, being organized, being open, meaningful work, playfulness, positive cash flow, holidays, And Love. Interesting, isn't it? I think I could probably summarize a few of those into or under bigger headings, for example like relationships, but I also quite like the distinctions of the different types of relationships that I have and that I want to keep developing in order to thrive, but maybe there's something for me to consider reviewing that list and seeing what would be the same and what might be added or changed. Something that's not there that I think is really important to me still is something around mental stimulation, growth and learning. So maybe I'll revisit and see what comes out. But during last year, I was part of a mastermind and one of the mentors that was running that program shared something that she was working on, which was exploring the question of what's your next level of liberation? And she was looking at it sort of more specifically from a business growth perspective. But increasingly, I'm finding that there's a massive overlap in the approach to business growth and our own personal growth. So for you, here's a question. Is your next level of liberation, well, what is it? Is it starting to explore work that feels a bit more meaningful or more aligned or more sustainable to you? Is it about getting a more positive handle on your money situation, your home, your health? So, I would love for you to just do a quick little note for yourself answering the question What things do you need in order to thrive this year? Now, you can approach this by just writing down and seeing what are the first five things that come up for you, and that's it. Or you could do a longer brainstorm of just getting all the ideas down on a page and then narrow it down to a shorter list. I personally like the idea of five because I think it's easier to remember, but that's just me, so you can have more if you want. And I could tell you you know, some more things, some more ideas of what things you might need to thrive, but I think that it's actually more impactful for you to consider for yourself, Don't be led what other people think is important for them to thrive, even what I've already shared about what was important to me, but check in with and for yourself on this. And I also think it's really interesting to consider the difference between things and emotional states because very often this is actually not about stuff. It's much more conceptual or it's a state of being or feeling rather than acquiring But again, that's just an observation for me. What comes up for you? So I really encourage you to do this quick five-minute activity to just reflect on the question and see what you come up with. What do I need to thrive this year? Because once you've done that, you can then keep those things top of mind as you continue to go into the year, making decisions and choices that feel aligned to creating the sort of environment that really serves and supports and nurtures you heading towards your own version of self-actualization. So that's it for this week's episode. Thank you again for listening. And if you've been listening for a little while and you haven't done a rating and review yet, I would love, love, love it if you took just a couple of minutes to do that to share what you're enjoying about the podcast and who you think might benefit. Thank you in advance for doing that and listen out because if you do a rating and review then maybe I'll give you a shout out. Have a great week this week focusing on not just surviving but thriving or at the very least getting on your way towards thriving. Have a good one thanks for listening to The Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.